0: Today's break time with the UK's number one sheep enthusiast, Hugh Roberts, <laughs> and uh, Captain Kirk's hairstylist, JB Wade. hoping that it's going to be interesting, as always, watching the fat Welsh bloke and a moderately chubby English fella talking rubbish to continue to survive the border of lockdown and get through this interesting time.
1: Yeah, indeed. Um, and coming up on today's show, we've got... That bitch, Katie Hopkins. <laughs> Not Carol Baskin, Katie
0: Hopkins. Have yeah. you seen what she's been posting on Twitter over the last couple of days?
1: <laughs> yeah, the, she's like the attention-seeking, slimy, weasel ex-girlfriend, isn't she? That just is the smell that keeps lingering. That you
0: just can't get rid of. I mean, today, looking just at one of her tweets, it says, uh, talking about the number of deaths. So, obviously, the, the, the older generation are more at risk. Well, she's pointed out that thirty-three people under the age of thirty-one have died from coronavirus in the UK, fair enough. However, the way she's got about it is she's posted this. Thirty-three people under the age of thirty-one have died, and that includes the Chubsters.
1: <laughs> oh, she's she's like the proverbial fire poker, isn't she? She is like oh she's it's ridiculous, isn't it? Oh and she's just got nothing else to do. This is the thing. I mean She's 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 been posting
0: all it all this week about how she's proud of everybody protesting and I quote the nonsense lockdown and it's like what what are you doing? This this lockdown protest, you've got people stood within about thirty centimetres of each other, let alone two metres,
1: and they're all spreading this illness if they've got it around. I'm I'm on I'm on the other side of the fence to you. I'm starting well, I have been thinking for a while, it's a little bit well, it's it's a massive overreaction as far as I'm concerned. If it if it was up to me, and I know all we all have these we all have these thoughts, you just have to use your common sense and isolate the vulnerable people. Luckily for me, uh, my life really hasn't changed, and I actually prospered through you know being off work and whatnot. But others haven't. And I don't know. I think we need to be less robotic, and I think we need to be a little bit more wary of what these people are talking about. But relating to this tweet, when she's saying that out of 33 people 30 31 are chubsters well yeah because fat people and obese people aren't healthy which is an underlying condition so captain obvious yeah come on son <laughs> i just i
0: think that it's, it's ridiculous to be encouraging these protests though because let's be honest the protests are not exactly
1: the best places to be at the minute with the current uh, situation No, but you've got to take it from their point of view they're protesting because they're not bothered so that that argument goes out the window we have the right to protest but i remember when we were protesting in 2010 and 2011 for the you know the increase in fees at university and thousands of people thousands of people protest that and they just did it anyway so yeah
0: there's only uh, several hundred turning up for this hyde park protest which is good but it's, it's just a shame, like, think about the police officers and stuff like that, and all of the uh, extra security you need, and this, I just think it's a bit more dangerous. But it's like that, she's encouraging any negative thought. I mean, have you seen what she's been talking about schools and teachers with over the last couple of days?
1: Yeah, let's get on Let's get on to that in a second. Like, I'm watching this video of this lockdown in Hyde Park, and the police is, is obviously uh, the public sector, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. You know, shouldn't they be provided with PPE just like NHS?
0: Yeah, and yeah. that's part of why why lockdown still affects. We haven't got enough PPE within the country. We haven't got enough for the frontline NHS staff, let alone uh, no. police officers and others.
1: Yeah, so I can't I can't see how there can be any any sort of argument here that not that police are not bothered because of course they are. You know, I've been in the classroom over this lockdown and not been wearing PPE, but like I said, I'm not I'm not massively sort of concerned about it. I really I really am despite I could possibly be Chuckster number 32, but, you know, <laughs> I've got life insurance, but, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I just, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm struggling to take it all in, to be honest with you, I'm struggling, I'm struggling to read anything into it, apart from the fact that Katie Hopkins is just very argumentative leech. Well, <laughs> Going,
0: going on to the school bit, she has been doing a Twitter forum asking people to send her letters that, the, that parents have received from schools. And I say and a quote that says L- a letter intimidating you into keeping your child at home.
1: Yeah, I've seen some of these. Um, as, far, as far as I'm concerned, the general gist of what, of the letters is that the schools are on the side of, right, we've been told to do this, but we really don't want to. So keep your kids at home, and I'm also getting from the parental side of it that it's only the the vocal minority that want that really want to send the kids back. I'm getting a lot of people at the moment that want to keep keep the kids at home as much as possible. To be fair, yeah. Well, she's trying
0: to say that teachers are lazy. She's saying that teachers do not want to be at school. They want to get paid for sitting on their asses all day, and that schools are trying to scare pupils and their parents into stopping them from going back. I mean, she's put here, clearly school heads briefed by unions to scare parents from school return. are saying your child will be with strange teachers in strange rooms, not with friends, handled with no PPE, only allowed a pencil and only in childcare, not taught. So she's trying to say that schools will go back, but it'll just be childcare, no teaching.
1: Yeah, but that's not our job.
0: Exactly, we're there to teach, not to childcare. But we will see what happens.
1: So she's a bit of a moron, really, essentially. Yeah, well she's do- doing the classic Katie Hopkins and just talking about stuff she has no idea about. If I get a phone call tomorrow saying we're back in on Monday,
0: yeah,
1: I'll put my shirt and tie on and I'll go in. I'm not bothered what I do. If they say to me tomorrow, give us a hand, you know, disinfecting these rooms or whatever, do it, why not? Yeah. I've
0: been off for twelve weeks now, having to be because of like my asthma and stuff, but I'm I'm ready to go back now. So if I got a phone call tomorrow and said, Right, in you come brilliant let's go but then this this Casey Hopkins is trying to make it out as in we're all evil and we just can't be arsed and we just want to get paid for lying in the sun
1: yeah I don't mind getting paid li- for lying in the sun that's fine by me but um, <laughs> the, 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 the point I I want to make is on these whole oh teachers are lazy teachers doing this this and that we don't have time normally to get structure in place not every department is perfect not every school is outstanding you know and but we're all working towards that you know I'm certainly whilst I'm being at home uh finding resources making resources planning doing doing all this kind of thing and yeah doing it in a way that I'm not rushed so that comes in the long term come September come next year there's less pressure on me there's less pressure on the kids because I know what I'm doing there's less planning there's less hours involved there's there's more time to do uh, to approach it more holistically I don't think we should have gone off but that's my opinion like, I'm, a, I'm entitled to that and I know I'm in the matter yeah.
0: I uh, I agree with you there I, I, I'm on the other side of it though that uh, I do think we should have gone off I think it was the right decision for, just because if you look at the spikes but that's a different com- conversation altogether but when you look at it, it all of the the work that the teachers are doing from home they're not just sat on their asses doing nothing the, the curriculum planning the prepping for next year, it's like you say. But I think a lot of people don't realise that that has to go into teaching. The lessons aren't just there for us to teach. We have
1: to create them. We have to create the resources to use. And you'd think, right? You'd think from the first couple of weeks of when, um, you know, parents were sort of saying, oh, I'm having a gin and teaching maths class to my eight-year-old. And that suddenly turned into, oh my God, how the hell do you do it? Yeah. How do you even do it? And then it's evolved from that into... Right. Well, I, I can't be bothered anymore. Time's up now. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Right. They can they can go back. They can go back. But fair enough. Okay. Have you know have that? You know, lift lift these restrictions. Whatever. You 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 have that opinion. But just be mindful that where you're sending them to is not a building full of robots that we just switch off at night. You know, we're people as well. Yeah. But I know. I know. Pl- plenty of staff where I work that are shit scared of catching this you know you've got to you've got to just be careful don't you? you can't go full bore and just crack on i find it very very entertaining and very interesting
0: it's slightly sad that the first people to get vilified in a crisis are usually the public sector workers like teachers i mean you look at teachers they've gone from being the villains to being the heroes for a week when the parents realize actually it's not as easy as it looks and now the pair like you said the parents are fed up and were vilified again for for not going back the second they want it
1: yeah, people, so. people just don't understand it, do they? And I think there's, there's, there's social... Is it biases? Is that the right word? I don't know. Biases, yeah. Um, the, you know, people have those positions where their opinions are coming from. They have their own agenda. Like, for example, if you, if you had a rubbish time at school, you're going to dislike teachers. Yeah. For the most part. And I can say that because I've sat through many, many parents' evenings where parents who didn't get on very well at school still tried to have a go at me
0: yeah
1: yeah i wasn't there i probably wasn't even born mate
0: (laughs) uh the issues for young teachers but yeah no i know what you mean there are obviously social biases from wherever they come from in the political spectrum or social circles anything to do with that but i do think we've been vilified we are more like i don't know i suppose the adolf hitler of the world war ii than the coronaviruses at the minute
1: (sighs) right Regardless of that, okay, the people who are, who are getting the vilified the most are the unions, right? And I, I'm sick of getting emails off them saying, "Sign so this petition to keep us off. Do this, do that, right? It annoys me, but I understand the necessity of it because they are there. We pay them to fight our corner. Yeah. So our corner at this point is safety and, you know, for those... Older older, or those with underlying health conditions is to actually be alive, you know, yeah, rather yeah. than, oh my goodness, my year six child isn't going to be able to see their friends before they all start new secondary schools in September. So? <laughs>
0: yeah so? it is it, it does seem very sort of like i don't even know the word anymore it's it's, it's just getting out of hand isn't it i mean yeah. just it, we put a cynical head on and people are just trying to make excuses excuses and the unions are trying to fight the corner the universe you un- unions have been fighting this battle for for decades i mean you look at margaret thatcher she hated them but i think they're getting stick now like you say
1: more so than they deserve yeah definitely and it's It seems to be Mary Booster, the NEU head, CEO, whatever she is, is getting quite a lot of stick off people in various parts of the media, off people, off social media, just off, you know, off normal people like you and me. But she's, you know, she's the figurehead. She's the one you see. But this opinion of that people have of this woman or of, of the unions and of teachers is a sort of, it's unbalanced because what the government have always been trying to do to the public sector is squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze it, make it skinnier and skinnier and you know make it marginalized because it doesn't make any money yeah it's a, you know it 's a bottomless pit, so they 're on the extreme end of, of the scale one way, and then the unions are on the extreme end the other way. We have to have that careful balance of what 's right for us and who pays our wages yeah and i think I
0: think people need to start realizing yes, education is. If with regards to funding that bottomless pit but long term wise where are you going to get your economic gains from those people or those kids pupils going out and getting jobs in the future you want to have a strong economy in the future well tories listen up you're going to need the kids that can do the job
1: yeah but if you're a middle-aged middle to upper class person who works for the government right which there are some there especially those that are in higher ranking positions yeah, that's not self serving to them. Boris is how old? I don't know, 54, I think. 50 something, right? Yeah, it's not in his best interest is it because by the time these all these kids come around, he's either going to be retired or dead. You know, these are True. politicians.
0: But, uh, well, there we go. If he could always argue that he's not going to be asked, but then it should be his moral duty to prepare the country for the future. But then you look at governments, and they, they can never be bothered looking more than a year ahead or next election, can they? So I suppose that's a very good point.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, and I I, I get it. I totally get it that people are uh, uh, tempers are fraying, and they say, "Oh, well, you can go back. You're lazy. This, that, whatever." You know, I get it. I've I've always heard the the voices calling us calling us lazy. Oh, look at all that! Oh, you're only a teacher because you get all them holidays. Well, no, I'm only a teacher because I studied a degree for three years, did my QTS for another year did supply for a year, did an NQT year for a year, and now doing an IQT year. But that yeah. is why I became a teacher. Not for six weeks off in the summer to get a tan. have already got a tan?
0: Yeah, and those six weeks aren't just for sitting around in the sun. It's about getting ready for the next year. The amount of lesson plans that you have to have ready and make sure that your topics and curriculum's ready. It's ridiculous. So Exactly. Like no people, wonder we need the six weeks.
1: And people don't understand what goes goes on behind, you know, contractually. My, my contract, I don't know what, about yours, but my, mine's split evenly over the year it's not like i get paid more in term time and then not in in uh, in the holidays you know you contract you, you contract it you know yeah I mean? you monthly stated pay don't you exactly um and but what i really wanted to say was going back going back to the thing which was with the unions is that a lot of people work for companies private companies who there is no union representation so they don't they don't have this backing, they don't have the rights, they don't have any of these benefits that we are so lucky to have yeah. in the career that we chose.
0: Yeah, and I think because there isn't that equal sort of representation with unions for everyone, I think that puts a lot of poison into the mouths of a lot of people that, that could support it because they aren't getting it. Then obviously they're going to be a little bit jealous or so they're going to be a little bit sort of suspicious of it
1: yeah oh well if i'm going back to work then everybody should be going back to work well no yeah you you should be going back to work you are unable to fight your corner not to for for rights you know we should this is this is divide and conquer we we shouldn't be divided and to infight you know we should be together on this
0: the best the best analogy or the best thing I've, i've seen or heard about it is look at the nhs when this started the NHS workers said, please don't clap for us. Make sure you announce every single death on the television so it doesn't get normalised, that people go to work, they die, they get a clap, and it becomes normal. That's and, ridiculous. And, and, and now, look, we, we clap every Thursday, or Fenerbahce and Galatasaray have the fireworks show, but do we hear as much about NHS workers dying? No, we hear, we no. hear nothing... No, because they're still happening, but it's become normalised. People have it in their heads that this is just happening now. The government, oh, yes, we're, we're very sorry to hear that another member of the National Health Service family has died. But because it's been so over-reported, because they've been very clever with it, it is now just expected that some, some NHS workers, care workers, will go to work and will not come home, and that is just taken for granted now. It's just become normalised.
1: Yeah, normalized. yeah become and, it's norm- and, it's, and it's been normalised so, so quickly as well. so quickly
0: and you just just look just look at it with teachers in the same way they are so used to be called villains now that the public psyche is just getting on board with it you've got those naysayers like casey hopkins that will encourage it and all of a sudden we've now got teachers of these villains these fat cats that want to lie on the sunbeds in the sun do nothing at home they're not helping with any sort of learning when in fact actually we're at home planning curriculum lessons or planning around the curriculum, we're facilitating home learning, and we're there to support any kids with, with key parents or kids with special needs.
1: Yeah, um, and especially this year, and I don't know what's, what's going to happen next year, but we are, given that there's no exams, solely responsible for the grades of every single child in, in these upcoming exams. I don't care if you're one of those people say, oh, well, you shouldn't have exams, they're they're there so deal with it and say measure the qualifications isn't it yeah and you know i've i've had to look at i've had to look at graphs and different data and this and that and sort of deny some some children the grade that they might have got if they took their exams but based on the evidence i can't give them you know i can't give them a grade that might that might let them into college. At the end of the day, teachers are being asked to be professionals
0: to be able to grade the future of, of of the nation. But when it comes to being professionals about safety and about the working environment, the government, to a certain extent, and idiots like Katie Hopkins aren't willing to treat us like professionals. Instead,
1: we're people that just can't be bothered. You don't hear them. Uh, you don't hear them talking about footballers who are professionals. There, you? you know, being lazy and oh, well, we want them to get back or because, you know, we need so much for our mental health. And you think, do you know what? Stop using mental health as an excuse to get what you want, right? Yeah. yeah they're, doing, they're doing, as far as I'm concerned, they're doing justice to footballers, trying to get them, you know, get them back in, get them doing what they want to do because they probably want to. And I know full well that they do because my brother is one. Yeah. And, um, but there's no fans, which is, You know, if you in comparison to teachers who are also professionals, fans in a stadium are the kids in our classrooms. Yeah. Yeah. So why? How can you fill one and not the other? Well,
0: in a smaller, smaller vicinity as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. It,
0: it, It doesn't make any sense. I think this this debate is going to keep raging and raging. Obviously, we're heading towards the June the first deadline date so yeah. we will we will we will see what happens then but yeah. i think until then we've just got to keep on speculating
1: yeah i'm going to i'm going to read i'm going to read a uh, a tweet out by this this guy so uh this guy's called phil Greaves. he's got uh, 10000 followers no blue tick uh, and he is a marxist leninist counter propagandist a slingshot carved from an olive branch right so Interesting. immediately probably smells of the attic <laughs> teachers unions are a pathetic joke claiming to be concerned about safety for the virus which kids are particularly immune from forcing hundreds of thousands of impoverished children to be stuck at home all day, no gardens many without food, education and socialisation right, if we had a proper system for the last however god you know god knows how many years there it's would be 70 an- years in that situation, would they? But yeah. you, you're blaming us, who are at the tip, who are at the tip of the spear. Come on, Phil. Come on, son. At least, at least, well, put a picture of yourself on your on your Twitter profile, pal?
0: I think we can uh, we can safely point to Tory austerity for the uh, the reason that we have this uh, levels of social spread. You look at the, how many years the Tories have been in government. The Labour the Labour Party have been in government. The Tories have been in government much longer, and they've had more time to dictate policy. And because of that, they've made cuts. They've not put into place the, uh, the the policies or the schemes that could be helping cause a social evenness. And instead, we're left with this. And unfortunately, this pandemic has hit and shown the weaknesses of of, of our welfare system.
1: Yeah, and if you, you you know you can go and keep blaming this and talking about that and saying oh we could have done this, we could have done that, but unless you get your man Elon Musk to make you a little time machine, it's not going to happen, <laughs> is it? So exactly. You know, let's let's actually focus on what's 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 going on now and what's going you know what's going forward, you know rather rather than oh well you know this has happened in the past and the divide and blah 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 yeah we've got it we're, we're going to have to live with it we're going to have to do something about it aren't we so let's let's try
0: yeah so to sum up at the end of the day stop pointing fingers just get on with it
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna side somewhat with Katie Hopkins on this one. Many teachers feel disgusted by the teaching unions. And then she's put, at the NEU, do not speak for all teachers. You know, please read this. And then she's posted a picture and it's basically saying not all teachers want to go back to work and not all of them do. And I just think, are you actually thick? Obviously, obviously, the unions don't. (laughs) speak for absolutely everyone because funnily enough we're all individual people
0: exactly hence why we have votes and everything it's like saying that the government stands for everyone
1: Mm. yeah but it's just for her to for her to i I agree with what she's saying but for her to be like oh i'm gonna make a big point of this well why It's, it's obvious
0: it's, you know, um, we might. It's, it's we might. a way to to make a stance, though, isn't it? It's a way to get her more
1: attention. Yeah, I guess.
0: Yes, she's entertaining. Yes, she gets a lot of attention, and yes, some of the tweets that go towards her are are interesting, to say the least. When you when you manage to stir up a frenzy as much as her, she's yeah. she's she's getting what she wants, isn't she? At the end of the day, and yeah. I I I I feel a bit sad that Twitter is a platform that she can get attention for saying such
1: ridiculous things yeah that's what twitter's become though isn't it oh that's yeah twitter's become like a toxic cesspool of like opinion based on very little fact or understanding and yeah but i i, I really enjoy it <laughs> i really enjoy it well donald trump enjoys it as well so yeah i, I don't know I, I like maybe me and me and big d have that in common but that, you know, I do. I do love it because you. How can you take it so seriously? How can how can you be such a snowflake that you take so many things so seriously on something like Twitter? I absolutely love it. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll end that with that point. Okay, we've reached a part of the show where um, sadly we're nearing the end, and. We have a section called Any Other Business, usually, on each episode. A few weeks ago, I spoke about lockdown trims. Now, on this episode, I want to talk about something a little bit different. I'm going to talk about Ozark, on Netflix. I've heard of that. I've been watching it, and I've finished all the three series, and there's about 10 episodes in each series. They're a solid hour each, so you've got nice 30 hours. What's it about then? So, when you when you first look at it, um, and you see the the sort of the title page on Netflix, it's essentially the word Ozark, like a just a, a boring font, with like a line going through the Z. Now, yeah. at first, I I went to look at it months ago, and I thought, you know what, this was crap. This just looks like I didn't even read like the plot or anything, but I thought this looks like some sci-fi rubbish, right? And when it was hot at the start of the lockdown, I noticed that my camp chair was called Ozark Trail. So I thought, Ozark, where do I know that from? I thought, oh, we'll give it another watch. So I looked, I looked at it and I read about it and it's nothing to do with sci-fi. It's to do with white American middle-class family who dabble in a bit of drugs, a bit of money laundering, and it just spirals majorly out of control the first the first couple of episodes are you know they set the scene but they're really good you know what's coming
0: so know they're what not hard to get into
1: no no it's not hard to get into at all no really not and um the main character is played by a bloke called jason bateman he's the comedian isn't he I don't know he might be he might be
0: a comedian. yeah he's the comedian from uh, arrested development jason bateman he's he's in a load of comedies so is he is he a serious actor in it yeah he is in identity theft or identity theft. yeah the, yeah he's the community uh the community the uh, the comedian we from
1: the one with the fat woman yeah that's the one the one with two thousand ten Adele <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> before she had a glow up yeah but um no he's he's serious he's brilliant and as the series goes on and as you go from series one to series two to series three you, the the character development in it is just it's it's amazing and he he produces it as well and i think he may even direct it so wow it's 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 really really good it's really good and at the end of every episode you think well shit <laughs> You, you, you know, you expect something to go one way, and sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. You're always yeah. left wanting that next episode. And the characters in it are so, so relatable. There's, like, hillbillies in it. There's middle-class people in it. There's drug addicts in it. There's... So the ones that you relate to, then? Yeah, yeah. There's pissheads in it. There's Jews in it for you to relate to as well. <laughs> actually I don't even think there is any Jewish people in it but it's, it, honestly it's so worth a watch and I'd like to point out that I'm not Jewish I'm not going to spoil it for you but you will not believe the end Get, watch it watch it and we'll talk about it again it is right. really really
0: good want really. to watch i tell you what I watched the, the other day and it's it's a little bit disturbing so I've been working my way through Disney Plus I've got a free subscription from OT and working my way through it, so the other half is like, right, let's watch Moana, let's watch uh, Tangled. Great films. And then she goes, let's watch Return to Oz. Now, it's a 1980s film based on The Wizard of Oz. It's the sequel, but it took 40 years to come. It's like they were all on crack when they wrote it. <laughs> Wish I <had> took years <laughs> Go on. Bye. I, I don't understand. There's 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 talking skeletons. There's these guys that have to be on all fours at all times because their hands are wheels and they roll around trying to catch Dorothy. There's a woman that steals people's heads and wears them. It's just unbelievably crazy. And yeah. the best of it, Dorothy has gone to an insane asylum to go and get, I think, a lobotomy or electrocution therapy. And this is a Disney
1: film. Well, well if you watch a lot of them, like... Um... Fantasia and Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland—they're all funky psychedelic references and you know all sorts of all sorts yeah. of things like that in them. So I can't I can't say I'm, I'm really surprised to be fair, but I might I might uh, I might have to give it a watch because we also have Disney Plus. It's
0: it's very strange and there's a character that you will. Uh... Identify with the uh, the clockwork soldier. His uh, portly nature might uh,
1: might identify with you. Oh, thanks. Are you gonna measure that every week. <laughs> every <laughs> week until I lose five <laughs> stone. Pe- every week until I buy a pair. Every week until I buy of running trainers.
0: <laughs> I I've started running. That's that's a pet hate of mine. Running at the minute. I've downloaded that Strava. Right. Oh, I saw I got an email saying, Jamie, Wade has joined Strava. Oh, for God's sakes. I don't want to know people to know it. Anyway, I joined it thinking, oh, I'll keep an eye on it and I'll, I'll do a little bit more of a run every day. I've not. I've done two. Because and, and uh, the weather is not the best. Anyway, everybody gets a notification. Everybody gets to keep an eye on your profile and look at how far and how fast you've run. I don't mean yeah. funny. I do not want to see Billy NoMates from
1: down the street checking up on how far I've run and how fast I did it in. Yeah, Strava has become... Because back back in the day, Strava was like, oh, go on your bike. Record what you've done on your bike. And now it's like an episode of Black Mirror. Like, (laughs) oh, judge, judge everybody on their run. You know, do you know what I mean? Make sure you tell them how well or bad they've done on their run. And you're like, have it hanging over you all the time. I was shocked when I looked at my junk folder. And I saw... (laughs) loads of emails off Strava saying all my friends have joined Strava I thought well good for them they can run for me because I won't be going well I like I say I only joined it
0: uh, like this week probably five days ago and I ran 0.7 kilometers which is a fair distance for a fat man like me right and I did it in four minutes I was quite proud of myself I didn't need everybody else to get a notification I got one of my friends going give me a round of applause on it I don't uh, want them to know that I've only done well 0. 0. 0. 0.7
1: kilometres. Well done, Jamie. you ran 0. 0.7 kilometres. Well done. <laughs> do, you, do you know once, right, once, um, when I was in a different stage of my life, I actually ran seven and a half kilometres in 40-something minutes. Yeah. I did it once, and then I've lived off that success for <laughs> whatever. I'm like, do you remember Andy Fordham, the darts player at all? Yeah. The Viking. He. Uh, he was just a, he was just a, a pisshead basically, and he ended up winning the BDO World Darts Championship once, and then went off the scene. That was me. That was me. I've gone back to drinking.
0: Yeah, the, the yeah. best way of doing it. Yeah. Like usually, but yeah, like I say, I don't want everybody to know that I'm a um, I'm a poor runner, and I've never been one to go to the gym. I do have a gym membership, unfortunately, they're all closed, so I thought, I'll oh. alcohol, but. I'm one of them that does like 30 minutes running and I'm like, oh, that, that, that's enough. I'll reward myself. But I'll do 10 reps on one of those machines and yeah. I'll go and choose a random machine. I don't have any sort of like rationality behind it. I'll go, oh, well, that machine looks fun. I'll go and do it. Do, is it reps? 10, ten reps now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three sets? Something like that. Anyway, I'll go and do that and then I'll be like, oh, I deserve a KFC on the way home. Yeah. Well, you know what they call that, don't you?
1: Go on. Yeah. You just... It's afterburn, Afterburn. I'm still burning the calories after you've finished exercising. So, buy the Mackie's, buy the KFC. Afterburn will look after you, <laughs> yeah. But I've not seen any benefits,
0: let's be honest. And quarantine weight gain is a serious problem in this household. I used to, when
1: I, when I did go to the gym for one year in 2010, I used to take this thing called Diamond Labs Ecker Stacker and it was caught, okay, and it was like an like a aspirin thing that basically made you sweat and thinned your blood and it was like i didn't know what it was i was what (laughs) i was 17. i was like oh just take some of this i'll take two capsules of this i'll be off my tits (laughs) did it work yeah it worked yeah i got i lost loads of weight i obviously Mm. worked out as well but when you like i was working out like like mad because these things were making me just like pre-workout whatever, was making me go crazy
0: we, we don't condone any sort of use of drugs or any sort of steroids or medication but it was interesting it to talk about it
1: it wasn't it wasn't illegal
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're not good for your
1: body no well look at the state of me now
0: <laughs> yeah all right fair point maybe they did help a little bit
1: yeah right i think we've gone uh, completely off track there from
0: uh, ozark on netflix so yeah, it's an interesting thought process, though. So there you go. Watch Ozark on Netflix or you'll, uh, you'll be bored and you'll end up talking about uh,
1: gym medications that you can take. There you go. And not gym as in, hello, Jackie. Not that gym. Shalom. Shalom to you all. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's
0: wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. So that's all we've got time for this week. But next week or next episode, we've got certain things to look forward to. Will Hugh have lost £5 and bought himself some running trainers, as he promised? Will we see sport again? Will we see the Premier League back in action? And also, will we see Boris Johnson make it any more sort of stupid speeches and make any more of himself? Thanks for listening. I've been the Fat English Guy, and this is my friend Hugh Roberts. He's
1: slightly more fat guy.